It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. What up and welcome into the Locked On Bengals podcast. I'm James Erpine. It is great to be with you on Twitter at James Erpine at Locked On Bengals. Subscribe, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, the iHeartRadio app, and wherever you get your podcast. Let's dive into it here. The Bengals signed Andre Smith today. Andre Smith is back. It's his third stint with the team and there's a lot I want to discuss, and I also want to address a couple different listeners and things that have talked about this week. Um, the first thing I want to start with, though, is Andre Smith. Andre Smith's back, and I had some fun with it on Twitter. Well, you might as well bring Chris Crocker back. You might as well bring back this guy. You might as well bring back that guy. Pac-Man Jones is available. Go get him. But in all seriousness, I think it makes sense. You're not going to get any good tackle in November. There aren't many good tackles in the NFL these days. There just aren't. So Andre Smith, I think the move makes sense. Cordy Glenn didn't practice today. Jake Fisher didn't practice today. Cedric Abwehi is a turnstile. And that's where the problem actually lies. Is Cedric Abwehi still has a roster spot, and this team doesn't trust him. This team doesn't think he can play. And I, I wonder what they're going to do from an offensive line standpoint. You wonder, well, maybe you move Clint Bowling to left tackle. You have Andre Smith as a backup to either tackle side, kind of like what Jake Fisher is. And you put Bobby Hart at right tackle. But to me, why is the way he even here if this is how little you trust him? And he was awful last week. I mean, he was dreadful. So I get why they don't trust him. I just don't understand why he's here. So there's topic one. That's my first thought of the day. Andre Smith's back. It's not as big of a deal. It's not a bad deal. It's not a bad decision. I think it's fine. I think it makes sense. But I do want to address, and it's not just one listener. I've had some listeners this week, and I had them last week too. You're so down on the Bengals. James, you're so negative. You're talking about A.J. Green leaving. And... I just I want to make it known, and I've done this a couple times, but I want to make it known. I don't come on here to get the fan base excited about Sunday. And this one, one particular listener, Logie, he he he's like, well, isn't it your job to get? And I've had a couple other people. I just I forget. And Logie's such a a good follower, and he tweets me his opinion, and I love it because half the time we disagree more than half the time, and he's like. You're not getting me excited for Sunday. And I, that's not my job. I'm not going to fake excitement in the Bengals to get you to listen. Some people can do that, and some people will do that. But the reason I want you to come to Locked on Bengals, and I have had this philosophy since this podcast started three years ago. My goal is to give you my thoughts, Period. They might be good about the team. They might be bad. They might be great. They might suck. You might hate them. You might think I'm dead wrong. But that's it. I'm giving you my honest opinion. There's no character. There's no, oh, James is just doing this. for No, James is still optimistic. Yeah, maybe. But if I'm optimistic, it's because I truly feel that way. 
it's because I'm going to give the same opinion to you if I see you in public somewhere. This isn't fake. I don't fake it. This is real. And so if you want a reason to be excited about Sunday, I'll give you two. I'll give you two. And it isn't Marvin Lewis, who I've destroyed. It isn't the Bengals organization, which I've been very critical of in the past week. It's A.J. Green's back. And something A.J. Green said yesterday. And again, I don't want A.J. Green to ask for a trade. But outside looking in, I could see why he would want a trade. I mean, you'd have to be blind not to. Why the hell would you want to stay here right now if time is a flat circle and Andre Smith's back and Hugh Jackson's back and it just seems like this organization's stuck in the past? That being said, A.J. Green returns to the field. And I thought yesterday, something that he said in the Bengals' locker room, it stood out. Here's A.J. Green. You know, me as a receiver, as one of the leaders in the team, and when the starting quarterback could go down, and I feel like my role has to step up more as a playmaker and, you know, everything's not going to be perfect, but I got to, you know, try to make the plays. That's A.J. Green talking with reporters yesterday. To me, that was a very, very quarterback leadership move. It's what quarterbacks do. They write the ship. People like me, outside looking in, lost five of six. The sky is falling on Paul Brown Stadium, and A.J. Green comes out. And despite his head coach, who would never have revealed that A.J. was back, he comes out and says, hey, I'm back. I'm confident in Jeff Driscoll. I don't want to play anywhere else. I want to be here for the rest of my career. I'm under contract next year, and we'll go from there. And by the way, plans on winning. A.J. Green is coming back with the thought, this is a playoff team. A.J. Green is coming back with the thought, I'm going to be the reason this team flips the switch and is better. We're going to win Sunday, and then we're going to win the next week, and we're going to be right in it down to the wire. Who cares? I get it. We're injured. We don't have Andy. We don't have some of these players. It's all right. That's a leadership move. That's what that is. A.J. Green showed you the type of leader he is. Very subtle. He didn't come out and call a team meeting. Nothing like that that I know of. But he said, I'm back. And we plan to have success. And he praised Jeff Driscoll. He praised his athleticism. And he said that this team is where he wanted to be. He wants to play here. He's happy here. And I think that's great. I do. I think that that's such a, it was such a wise move, whether it was intentional or not, by A.J. Green. Because to me, they needed that. If you're a young guy in this locker room, you need that. You need someone to take control. And Jeff Driscoll's too young to do that. Andy Dalton, I don't really think he does that. A.J. Green showing his maturity. A.J. Green showing what he can be. I think that was very, very refreshing. I'm James Erpine, and this is the Locked On Bengals podcast. We'll get to my prediction later in the show for Sunday. We'll get to that coming up in just a few minutes. But Andre Smith back. The offensive line struggled the other day. It did. Billy Price struggled the bad snap that ends up ending Andy Dalton's season because it leads to a leads to a excuse me leads to a injured thumb, strained ligaments, going to need surgery. Will number fourteen? That sucks. It stinks. And what I think is interesting about this game Sunday is how creative. I was talking to some people at Paul Brown Stadium yesterday, and I wasn't there, but they were down there, and. I wonder how creative this offense is going to be with Jeff Driscoll at the helm. 
it will bother me if suddenly Gio and Joe are on the field at the same time. If suddenly this offense is way more creative. And it needs to be. And Jeff Driscoll's legs will be part of that creativity because he he can he runs a four five six forty yard dash. That is he can fly. I mean he's faster than on Tate. He's faster than a lot of wide receivers that have come through Paul Brown Stadium. So Jeff Driscoll can fly. So they need to use his legs. They need to be as creative as possible. And if they are, I will give them credit. I will also wonder why they weren't more creative in past weeks. And I think that that's something going into Sunday. You're not going to be able to just go up against Von Miller with Cedric Abwehi or Andre Smith or whoever the hell else you're going to throw out there at tackle. You're just not. Cordy Glenn out, Jake Fisher out. You know what you're going to need to do? You're going to need to out-scheme the Broncos. You're going to need to out-coach the Broncos. In the past couple of weeks, I haven't seen a Bengals team that was able to do that. They've been out-coached in my eyes. So we'll see if they can do it on Sunday. I'm James Rapine, and this is the Locked on Bengals podcast. Up next, let's revisit the Cordy Glenn trade. Was it the right move? But first, a word from the official brewery of the Locked On Bengals podcast. They have the tastiest craft beers in town. You hear me talk about Wiedemann's all the time, and you need to get there. You need to get down there. They have a full weekend, a full weekend of live music at Wiedemann's Brewery. From Slick Willie, they have New Orleans jazz-style Saturday night. They have all different kinds of music for you this weekend. You can check it out at WiedemannsFineBeer.com and mark your calendars for Christmas movie trivia next week and Christmas music bingo later in the month. And don't forget to make your reservations now for Wiedemann's New Year's Eve speakeasy party. They're going to be rocking in the new year and dancing the night away with Slick Willie in the Kentucky Jelly. Space is limited, but it's going to be a blast. Wiedemann's is in downtown St. Bernard. It's the official Brewery of the Locked On Bengals podcast. Catch the Bengals in action on their giant TVs. Stop in for some cold refreshments before and after the Broncos game on Sunday. They hope to see you there. Tell them I sent you. And whatever you do, there's two things. They have a new menu. The Get a Melt, amazing. The Get a Tots, amazing. You know what else is amazing? The Blood Orange Beer also try, and you guys have heard me talk about it, the Belgian Blonde Ale as well. So check it out. It's the official brewery of the Locked on Bengals podcast, just 10 minutes from downtown Cincinnati on Vine Street, Wiedemann's Brewery. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked on NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. So when the Bengals made the Cordy Glenn trade, it made a lot of sense to me. They traded back from 12 to 21. They get an established left tackle. And it made a ton of sense. Here was my concern. 
at the time, and, and I think everybody's concerned. It was the right move, but the concern was, are injuries going to catch up with him? You know, he's been injured the past couple of years. Can he stay healthy? And I was hoping the answer would be yes. Cordy now expected to miss this week, expected to miss two games in a row. Looks a little hefty to me. I think he needs to get in better shape this offseason, lose some weight. That'll ease things up on his back and his his knees and just his body in general. You lose 15, 20 pounds. I think he could still be a, a very good left tackle, and it'll help his mobility. But when you look back at the draft, they, they traded out of a spot that could have gotten them Leighton Vander Esch, could have gotten them Tremaine Edmonds. You know, I mean, there are uh, linebackers there that were drafted, and you're like, my goodness, if Leighton Vander Esch could be on this Bengals team, on that defense, or man, Tremaine Edmonds, whoo would have been great. And what, what I think is interesting about the Cordy Glenn trade, it, it isn't the trade itself because I, I think it was the right move. So far, it hasn't worked out the way the Bengals had hoped. I think it still could next year if Cordy Glenn does the, the necessary steps this season, uh, or this offseason, excuse me. But it hasn't worked. And it goes back to Marvin, and I know I've bashed Marvin a lot this week, but Trey Hopkins never got a shot at center last year with Russell Bodine. Russell Bodine wasn't good. If you would have realized that Hopkins could play center last season, right, given him a shot, realized he could do it, realized he was pretty good, maybe you wouldn't have reached, maybe you wouldn't have forced it, maybe you wouldn't have drafted for need like they did with Billy Price at 21. And the Cordy Glenn trade still would have happened. But maybe at 21, you're open to other positions because it really didn't seem like the Bengals were open to other positions. Frank Ragnow was their guy. Billy Price right behind him. They wanted a center. Those were the two best centers. That's how they viewed it. They wanted one of those two. And to me, not a fan of that. Not, I'm not a fan of that because they, they boxed themselves into a position where they had to take Billy Price because Ragnow went one, one spot ahead. By the way, Ragnow's playing guard for the Lions, last I checked at least. And that, to me, interesting as well. Because Billy Price, you wonder if if you should just move him to guard and put Trey Hopkins in at center. But this Marvin Lewis experiment, that's just one of the many examples. If you had known Trey Hopkins could be a good center, then in the draft, the front office might not have felt forced to take a center at 21. And instead, maybe you take a, a linebacker, the, the Rashawn Evans kid from Alabama. Maybe you trade up and get Vander Esch. Maybe you trade down and still get Billy Price, but you add a pick, but they probably didn't want to risk it. Maybe you take Lamar Jackson there. It just it would have opened so many doors up, and that to me is really, really interesting. So the Cordy Glenn trade itself, I have no problem with. I get it, and I got it at the time. I still get it. I still think there's hope that he ends up being a pretty good left tackle. I do think he needs to work on his body this offseason. That being said, Marvin Lewis needs to get the talent on the field, needs to look at everyone, and I just don't know if he's that kind of coach. Russell Bodine, he's what I know, he's what I trust, period. That's the interesting thing about Jeff Driscoll. Andy's what you know, Andy's what you trust. Now we get a look at Jeff Driscoll. That's exciting about Sunday. You want something to be excited for. And I think Jeff Driscoll, he might have a better arm than Andy Dalton. A couple of those throws last week, rockets. I'm not saying he's better than Andy Dalton. I'm not. But it will be quite interesting to see 
how he performs. It's Bengals, it's Broncos this Sunday at Paul Brown Stadium, kickoff at 1 o'clock. And my prediction is the Bengals. I'm taking the Bengals. I have a feeling that this could be just like the Detroit game last year where no one's giving them a shot. They just got blown out. No hope. And Jeff Driscoll and A.J. Green and Tyler Boyd and John Ross step up. The defense does just enough. Maybe Randy Bullock finds a way to hit a kick that matters. I'll take the Bengals 24-23. They get to 6-6, six and six, give a big blow to a Denver Broncos team that still thinks it's in the running for a playoff spot. The Bengals get it done on Sunday. How about that for a guy who is so down on it? I do think I think they could. The AJ Green thing is interesting. It, and it could still go one of two ways. You know, he could stay or not. Yesterday was not about and my my guy Logie. Yesterday was not about me wanting him to go. Why the hell would I want AJ Green to go? But outside looking in, it makes sense for him to go. Looks like he's going to stay. I'm James Rapine. This is the Locked On Bengals podcast back at its Sunday. I hope Sunday. Worst case, Monday morning. But either way, back at it with a post-game recap of Bengals Broncos. Hopefully they can get it done. Until then, thank you so much for listening to the Locked On Bengals podcast. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.